as an armchair psychologist, I, I, I have to think, why didn't we see these quit rates during the pandemic? Why mm. all of a sudden, I mean, for the most part, we're coming out of it. You'd think people would be celebrating and finally we're happy and, and all this. And, and I just, I wonder if we weathered the storm. You know, we were in survival mode during the pandemic. And now that we're coming out, we're maybe emerging from survival mode and we're saying, F this. Welcome to the Forging Metal Podcast with your blacksmiths, Tara O'Brien and Ron Duran Jr. Come inside and grab your hammer. The fire is hot and ready. It's time to harden up. Let's get to work. The forge is now open. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Last week, we talked about internalized capitalism. We went in depth into what that meant and why we think that's uh, happening to everyone, especially in the workplace. That was the theme around your self-worth being tied to how productive or non-productive that you are and why it's leading to so much stress and anxiety and overwhelm, people feeling very dissatisfied, not just at work, but also at home. And of course, obviously the pandemic and being isolated has really ramped this up. So we wanted to follow that conversation up this week on another fireside reflection. Thanks for hanging with us on a topic that may go side by side with internalized capitalism. And so today we're gonna talk about what is all over the wire and a lot of people are facing whether they want to or not. And it's what's being called the great resignation. So let's jump in on that. Yes, welcome everyone. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can notice that uh, I don't have my normal background again this week because I'm still out running around the country. I'm now in Lewiston, California on the Trinity River, uh, staying in an old hotel from 1899. It has a, a saloon and a restaurant below me. So that's where I'm at right now. And it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, Tara, this this is fascinating to me to watch this unfold. And, and you and I, let's be honest, are coming from a little bit different angle than most people as far as our job situations. A lot of what we do, we weren't going into the office nine to five before the pandemic. Though we have. Um, we have I, done that plenty of times we, in our we life. We certainly right? have. We certainly have. Yes. And I would say, I would take that back and say you, you were in some sense as well. So, you know, as I watch this unfold, I almost feel like I'm watching it as an observer because it's, it's not really impacting me as much. And one of the things that's coming out is, you know, crazy numbers. Like up to half of workers are saying, if you're going to force me back into the office, I'm going to quit. Um, in April and May of this year was the highest quit rates that we've ever seen in history. So if you remember back in April and May, I think that was back about the time that we were I'm going to put it in quotes, coming out of the pandemic. And so a lot of people were saying, I'm quitting. And so what, what's going on here? What's driving this this idea of beyond the fact that there's a lot of companies that are trying to force uh, workers back into the office? But what else is going on? Is there something a little deeper here of, of why people are, are wanting to quit? And so I, I guess I'd throw it back to you, Tara. What do you, I mean, what is your sense? What's going on with people? Why are they wanting to quit like we've never seen in history? I think there's a lot of reasons. I think the one that's being talked about the most, which is what we hone in on because it's the work that we do with Forging Metal Academy, is around burnout, 
right? I think we're experiencing burnout. I don't think, I know we're experiencing burnout on a whole new level post pandemic uh, or even during the pandemic. And this is what's being talked about in the media about why people are quitting. I mean, 650,000 retail workers quit in April, like you said, Ron, and that's being attributed to people or it's said that it's being attributed to people stepping back and analyzing their relationship to work and home life and burnout all induced by the pandemic. But that last part, I think, is what sometimes we forget about because the statistics are saying a little over 51% of the workforce is leaving their current position, right? That's a lot. Uh, Leaders are very stressed out about this right now. And when people say, I'm leaving because I don't like the leadership, I don't like my company, I refuse to go back uh, into the office, I'm burned out, I'm burned out, I'm burned out. I think it's interesting, and I know we're going to talk about this. I think it's interesting to also reflect a little bit on how much of this is tied to one of the biggest, most catastrophic events that, Ron, you and I have ever experienced in our lifetime which was the global pandemic and being isolated and confined to our own homes and forced to work at home with everything else going on in our households. So we'll talk about that a little bit today, but I I challenge you to really think about that as you're going through this pod, or we're going through this podcast. And this applies to anyone, whether you are thinking about leaving a job, whether you are stay at home parents. So there's a, there's a lot to think about and reflect on in that realm. Yeah, boy. As an armchair psychologist, I, I, I have to think, why didn't we see these quit rates during the pandemic? Why mm. all of a sudden, I mean, for the most part, we're coming out of it. You'd think people would be celebrating and finally we're happy and, and all this. And, and I just, I wonder if we weathered the storm. You know, we were in survival mode during the pandemic. And now that we're coming out, we're maybe emerging from survival mode and we're saying, F this. We just went through, you know, 15, 18 months of a lot of misery. It wasn't, you know, sometimes we forget it's not, it wasn't just the, the pandemic. It was racial riots. It was uh, all the wildfires last summer. You know, we've had so many things going on that have just pushed us to our limits. And so I think back to what Tara's saying, is this just an aberration? Is this something that we're pissed off, we're agitated, we're pissed off, we're going to say, I'm quitting, and is that the right call? I think we really want to practice some good self-awareness and say, am I just quitting because I want to lash out? Or is there a good reason? And I think there are some good reasons out there, by the way, for quitting right now, and we'll touch on those. But I would challenge all of you to say, you know, sit down. And, and practice a little self-awareness and reflection and say, why do I feel like I want to quit? If you're one of those, you know, 50% that wants to quit, why, you know, the grass isn't always greener. You may go to another company and it might be exactly the same. I think we need to be careful with that. When we have this discussion, be careful that you're not, you're not being reckless with your decisions to quit. But I, I also get excited about some of the reasons I've heard for people quitting. Yes, I have actually a tool that I think is super magical that I want to share with you. But before <laughs> before I start this trend of giving tools out throughout the show, which we are going to call prescriptions, Ron, can you, where do you set the stage? Yeah, I want you to set the stage for our listeners on where the word prescriptions comes from. Oh my goodness. Um 
if you, I mean, if you've if you've read the book or listened to the audiobook Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, you'll uh, certainly know this reference we're making. Tara and I both love this book. I'll be honest. Uh, I read book. it when I was doing a, a long training run, and uh, I laughed and I cried. It was one of those books that, that really spoke to me. And I highly recommend the audiobook uh, to hear Matthew McConaughey. And sometimes he goes a little off, uh, you know, he, he, he's, <laughs> he's a little over the top sometimes. But it's very much a performance for him, and that made it a lot of fun. And Tara listened to the audiobook as well. So that's where we get this, and we just thought it was a great thing because at the end – it's almost like you get excited to say, okay, this is what, this is the wisdom, not saying that we have wisdom, but this is the wisdom that Matthew McConaughey wants to share with, with the listener or the the reader. And, and I, I know Tara and I both agree. We kind of tuned into that and said, all right, cool. Here's something we can use. So we want to start to do this in our, in our podcast when we do these fireside reflections. We're, we're not just, you know, sitting around talking about great things and, and, you know, waxing poetically, but we're giving you something that maybe you can go out there and use. And this one in particular is going to come from two coaching, two coaching sessions with two totally separate people that I've done recently and found it to work really well. And this is sit down, ready for this prescription? Here we go. Sit down in a reflective moment. You can do, you can knock this out in 15 minutes if that's all you have to spare. I would set aside an hour but we do what we can and sit down and jot down without discrimination against anything you think of or write. So we call that brainstorming. Everything that comes to your mind, brainstorm. What brings you joy? And sometimes I like to go a little bit further with an exercise a mentor gave me a long time ago, which is imagine you won $850 million. And after all the things you buy and the houses you buy and all the education and the trips and the food and the cars and the clothes and everything, you've bought everything you want to buy and you still have all this money, how would you spend your day? Because that will show you, you would spend your day doing the things that make you happy, correct? You certainly wouldn't have $800 million in the bank and go work for the man and hate your job. You just wouldn't do that. So I want you to think about what brings you joy and however you arrive to that is fine. I like the $1 million exercise or the $850 million exercise, but jot those down and then look at them and be honest with yourself and say, how often have I done these things in the past two weeks? Because what I found with both coaching clients is they said, I haven't done any of these things in months. And what that says to me, because I've been in the same place is are we quitting our jobs or quitting anything because we're just unhappy and we're just looking for a way to take back control and quitting our job is one of those ways? Or are we quitting because it's the wrong company and we need to move on? So it's just taking a few minutes. And if you're not doing anything that brings you joy, hmm, I don't know. What do you think about that, Ron? Well, maybe not, you know, it might not be the right company. It may not be the right career. You may be, you may, you may decide, and this is where I get excited because I'm, I'm this guy. I, I went through this myself several years back, where, where I, you know, 
I started over and I changed careers. I, I do something completely different now than I used to do, you know, eight years ago. So that might be that, you know, some of the things that are happening are people going out and starting a business. You know, maybe they're becoming entrepreneurs. They're starting, they're, they're chasing that passion project that they've always wanted to do, but they kept it in the back burner and they go, you know what, that's not, that's not reasonable. Or, you know, you can come up with all kinds of excuses not to chase your dreams. And I think the pandemic has given us just that moment. Again, remember from last podcast, the great pause, right? We had a moment, we had a lot of moments <laughs> to stare at the ceiling, to, to reflect on, is this it? Is this the way I'm going to live out my days? And I, I wonder to myself, another article, a blog post that I've seen recently is corporations have for quite some time now, not been loyal to us as workers, right? They'll lay you off with the snap of a finger, even if you're a good employee. I've seen good employees get laid off too. And so they don't have any loyalty to you. Why do we have loyalty to them? Mm -hmm. So that would be one question I have. And then the other thing is, I've heard some people say life is, or I mean, work is not supposed to be fun. (laughs) It's something I have to do. It's, I got to pay the bills, right? And and we do live in that society. We we don't want to be living in a cardboard box. We got to, we got to make money somehow, but I'm going to push back on that and say, really is you think about all the time we spend at work and, and, and to, to say it's not supposed to be fun. Wow. We only get one life, man. We only get one life. And that's a lot of life to throw away. In my opinion, throw away waiting for that day when I can retire. You know, you heard me say in the last podcast, what if we didn't want to retire? We loved our job so much that uh, we just keep keep doing it, right? Why do we want to escape from that misery so so much? And so maybe we we got to flip this paradigm or, or change the paradigm of, or I don't know, maybe we do, of saying maybe we, we, we pursue something we actually enjoy. And that's not to say that every day is going to be wonderful. I, I love what I do now. But not every day is wonderful. That's that's life. So I'm not I'm not talking in Pollyanna terms here. But I spent most of my life thinking work wasn't supposed to be fun. It's just something you got to do. It's it's almost like a chore. And now that I work a job or a career that I love, I just it's like it's a whole different world. And so I think this is a part of what's coming out of the great quit or the great resignation is people are finally saying, I want to do something different. I've always wanted to, and now I have the courage to go do it. And so that to me is pretty exciting. But again, I'm going to spin it back and say, be, be very careful with your decisions that they're not reckless and know that we're all agitated and we're, we're coming out of a very stressful time. Just get some, get some peace and calm in your mind before you, you make a decision to go give the middle finger to your boss. I think, I think we're, so we've hit on two kind of ideas and I would love to hear from our listeners. You can find us and leave uh, a comment or a review rating. We always love that on our Apple podcast. You can certainly go, go find us on um, Facebook and LinkedIn under Forging Metal Podcast if you're not a follower already. And give us your opinion. Do you think this great resignation, 51 plus percent of people resigning from their jobs to find a new one or start a business or not work at all? Do you think that it's more along the lines of YOLO, right? You only live once, so you might as well work a job that brings you more joy than what you were doing before. Do you think it's more that? Or the grass is greener? 
right? I think my job and my life are unfulfilled. I'm going to go quit and see if it's better on the other side of the fence. So we would love to hear what you think. Go look us up on Facebook or LinkedIn uh, or Instagram on Forging Metal Podcast. Yes, and let's, let's, let's have some fun with this. We are a podcast that centers on mental toughness, resilience, and grit. Are we all just being soft? Is that, is can we just, I'm sure there's some listeners out there going, you know what, you know, harden the fuck up. You know, we've gone through something tough and quit your whining, get back to work. And this is the way life goes and quit, quit with all this, this talk. I I don't know. We certainly like to say we're, we're, we talk about mental toughness with a more of a human side. We're not here to, to say you need to be a cyborg to be mentally tough, but it brings up, I think it brings up a good, a good conversation. Are we just soft? I don't know, Terry, what do you think? Are, are we just being soft? Or do we, you know, you face some things in the military that, I don't know, you've gone through some stuff that, that's pretty hardcore and quitting wasn't an option for you. So no. should we, should we, should we be saying that we're, we're going to quit because it's hard? Is that what's going on right now? Are we just quitting because it's hard? I don't know. I think there's no steadfast answer. I think the the real answer lies in reflection, right? And the first time I went through this, I'm not sure because I was a lot younger how much I reflected, but it's a great point with the military. No, you can't necessarily just quit. Like you can't do that or you'll go to prison. (laughs) But but (laughs) you can, in increments of four years, you can quit. You can put in your resignation. And after spending eight years off and on downrange in places like Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia and Iraq and Pakistan, I, in 2009, put in my resignation. It was a lot of work. Do what you need to do. Survival mode when you're downrange. But I said enough is enough and I don't want to (laughs) die. And I want something different for my life. So there's no way that I could tell people that are genuinely feeling that saying, you know what, I never really liked my job to begin with, but the great pause of COVID and working from home helped me reevaluate what I want. I've spent time reflecting. I've realized I don't want to be a machinist anymore. I don't want to be a retail worker anymore. I don't want to be the CEO of a company anymore, like Jeff Bezos, who we can talk about, you know. That's okay. Uh, I, I can I condone that. And I think there are a lot of people going through that. But I think there's also some people that maybe haven't done any reflection and it's just a grass is greener. It's, you know what? I'm unhappy because guess what? A lot of people are after a global pandemic and what we've gone through, which is trauma. We've all as a global entity gone through trauma, which we will see the results of years from now. And that breeds unhappiness. And so the divorce rates are up almost 34%. People are quitting on massive on a massive scale. So I just say reflect a little bit. But Ron, we have celebrities that are kind of paving the way and saying this is okay, what's happening. I just mentioned Jeff, you know, he stepped down from being CEO. Now, does that have anything to do with his uh, great pause reflection time during COVID? Who knows? But there are a couple other people that have recently come out in the media and said, I'm going to focus on my mental health. And my mental health says I need to quit. 
Yeah, I think the message we wanted to really emphasize is just because you're thinking about quitting or you are quitting doesn't mean you're soft necessarily. It doesn't mean that you're not mentally tough. There, I think there's, as Tara said, there's different ways, different reasons. And it, there could be a reason that, that maybe you're being soft. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And, and one of the things that, that just came out Last night, as we record this, last night, Simon, Simone Bowles, or Biles, gosh, i got to say her name, Simone Biles, the, probably, you know, what most people consider the greatest woman's uh, gymnast ever, quit in the middle of the Olympics. I don't know that I've ever seen this. And, and the reason for her, she said she was very honest, which I think is amazing to me that she didn't. She could have easily said, yeah, I, I hurt my ankle or something. But the reason she gave is my mental health. My mental health is more important than a gold medal. And I'm just like, wow. She had the whole world watching her. And, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating that. The whole world was watching to see how she was going to do in the Olympics. And she said, you know what? I got to take care of myself first. And so I think part of what's going on here is is that. Take care of your mental health. We're big proponents here of, of taking care of your mental health. I, you know, and I've seen, already seen people on social media attacking Simone um, and saying she's soft and coddled and entitled generation and all that. And I said, and I, you know what I would say to them? You don't get to be the best in the world and, and maybe the greatest of all time without having mental toughness. Let's cut her some slack that she said, you know what? I reached my limit and I'm going to I'm going to pull the ejection handle and that's okay. I think this is the part of mental toughness that's very dangerous. To say that we always got to grit our teeth and and just bear, you know, through it. That's not a good that's not a good approach. I'm not a proponent of that. And I don't think Terry is either. We we want to know that, you know, or we want you to know that we're human and and sometimes we reach a limit. And I agree with, with her. That gold medal, that's, that's important, but it's not the most important thing. And whatever it is that you're chasing, right, whether it's a gold medal or your job or, or whatever it is, take care of your mental health first. And maybe we use, we use her as a good model of how to have the courage to do that. I say if she can do that in that situation, <laughs> we all can. I just, I just can't even imagine the pressure that it would take to, to, to do that. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, to talk about opening yourself up to ridicule. Uh, he's getting a lot of yes she's getting it already and and i think that's so unfair anyway that's uh, maybe maybe a little off on a tangent but what a what a great topic Uh, megan mccain got a lot of ridicule putting in her notice for a on a smaller scale than the olympics but she worked for abc's the view and after several years she actually came out and said that her reason for quitting is covid19 right and how it's and and i quote how it has changed the world for all of us. It's changed the way I'm looking at my life, the way I'm living my life, and the way I want my life to look. And I think that's super commendable. I think so many of us can, whether you have a full-time job, whether you're out of the workforce, I think we can all totally empathize with that and as we're going through it. And I think a lot of people could say they're also switching careers because they learned through the pandemic how volatile their careers are. You know, if you, especially if you work in the retail or hospitality industry, whoo, whoo, 
this is not the time to open a restaurant, not the time to open like an, anything that puts a whole bunch of people in a room with very limited breathing space, right? So you may be switching your job because of that. And I think all of that, again, as long as you're putting some reflection into that, is going to be super beneficial for you. But Ron, I, I want to talk about for any of the leaders that we have listening on the podcast or managers or anybody that's jumping into a leadership role, what do they do? right? Because right now with over 51% of the workforce potentially or is leaving, like is leaving, that number is probably going to grow. And the, the questions that we get from leadership is, what do I do about it? <laughs> like, I'm not trained for this. How do we fix retention? How do we keep people that are unhappy? And so let's throw out some prescriptions for leaders listening about first easy steps to take like easy <laughs> i'm laughing because why are you laughing <laughs> i'm not equi- I, I, i'm not equipped for this if that's you know what be human that, that would be the first thing that, that would be my first prescription is is be human you, you know what you know we've we've talked to some people recently tara and i at forging metal academy where leaders are saying you know what i don't care I don't care that my team is burned out. I don't care that they're not motivated. Or why should I to, care? They, they, uh, yeah, or you know, they got a job to do. They need to. They need to do it. And and really, if you read between the lines, it's they need to do it, or I'm going to fire them, and I'll find somebody else that'll do it. Hmm. I would say that is the exact worst answer you want to have right now for so many reasons. And and we don't have enough time to go into all the reasons. It's going to hurt your bottom line. You think you can just plug and play people, but that hurts your bottom line when you're plugging and playing people. But, you know, have empathy and, and flexibility. That's that's what I would offer as, you know, if you're a leader and you're not sure how to deal with this, be human. That'd be number one. And then have empathy for everybody struggling right now and, and flexibility with, you know, I've heard some CEOs say, hey, we're not going to do a flex. We're not going to do a hybrid work environment. And there, there's certainly some CEOs that are going to stick to that. And I would say you're, you're, you're not helping yourself. Um, be flexible to say, you know what, well, I'm going to do what I can. Of course, I have a business to run, but I'm going to do whatever I can to, to kind of help out with, with my team. Because why? Because they're human beings and, and that's important. It's, it's much more. I know the bottom line is important, but it's more important than that. And I think we can do both, right? We can do both. We can make money and be successful, but also take care of our people. And you've heard the cliche, Right what's, you know, the most important resource you have is your people. Not everybody lives that, but you've heard this before, right? And I think it's so true. And I think right now it's it's magnified. Take care of those people. They're going to quit and you're going to have a hard time getting talent in. If you have a culture of, of forcing things on people, especially right now, good luck finding anybody that wants to come and work for you. You're going to have to offer a lot of money to them. You might entice them that way. But again, that's not helping your bottom line. So I just think it, it's... It's incredibly egotistical and and just rigid to say you're going to do this and I don't care what you think. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. That's just no way to do business, in my opinion. I'd like to say, how's that working out for you in about a month? Yeah. Because that's really well, kind of about the time you have to turn start showing that you're turning things around. And I think not only from my time as a leader, but coaching so many leaders, I think one of the hardest things is how do I fix this? And what I would say to you as a leader is reframe it. This isn't about fixing. This isn't about 
waking up the next morning and doing everything different so the problem goes away. This is about taking micro steps to build a strong, sustainable, and adaptable, adaptable culture. And that happens through micro steps every day. It doesn't happen you wake up and do everything different and it's all fixed because that's daunting. And I think that keeps us from making these small steps. What do I mean by a small step? I mean, especially if you haven't done this before, and if you have done it, good on you, keep it going. One-on-one meetings. Every single employee should have a one-on-one meeting at least once a month, at least, with someone. And if you say, I don't have time to meet with all 150 employees or all 10,000, well, that's what you have mid-level managers and senior managers for. Find the trickle down and make it a company policy that going forward, especially due to the pandemic, you should have been doing this before the pandemic, in my opinion, but especially now, you are committing to having a face-to-face moment with every single one of your employees. What does that do? It shows that someone cares about them, that they are not a cog in the machine that is unforgotten because they're working remote. You need to set that up. And what do you do? Talk to them about what tasks are due? No. You start the conversation by saying, how are you? How are you feeling this week? What challenges are you facing? What can we or what can I do to make you more successful, to make you happier, to make you less burned out? Listen to what they say, take the notes, and pick one thing to help them with. You don't have to fix all their problems, but just pick one thing. That right there is building brand loyalty between you and your employee and between the company and the workforce. So start there, one-on-one meetings. So I, I love this podcast because this wisdom just, it just circles around. And as, as Tara was speaking, I'm thinking back to the Mark Divine podcast. Mm. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't, or maybe re-listen to it. But he talks about the idea of you can either be an oak or a reed. Sometimes you need to be strong like an oak. And sometimes you need to be adaptable, as Tara said, like a reed. We just went through one of the most disruptive things, well, in 100 years. This was a storm. You can try to be that, you know, if you're a leader and you want to be the mighty oak, there's a good chance that that storm is going to rip you right out of the ground. Or you can be the reed and you can bend over and, you know, just go with the wind, go with the storm, and then pop back up as you need to. So, I can't emphasize that enough. Be flexible, be adaptable leaders out there. Uh, That is going to serve you well. And if that feels like you're giving control or or giving up control, I think you need to, you need to look at that a little differently, but take care of your people. And and the way we do that right now is, is with some, some adaptability. So I love that, that you said that. And I love that again, it just, it comes back to all the conversations that we have on this podcast. This, this wisdom again, keeps circling around. I think the key is to, we just, we need to show care, right? And, and really, we listened to this on the Melissa Duer podcast. Showing care is not about being super soft and fixing people's problems or whatever. Care sometimes is just opening the conversation, just opening the space and saying, how are you? They'll tell you, they get heard, they feel cared for. Doesn't mean you need to do anything, 
except ask that question. But if you want to go a step further and you say, Tara, I'm already doing that, or Tara, I'm already doing one-on-one meetings, look for growth opportunities. A lot of people are quitting because they say that they're not being challenged. They're not uh, being looked after for career development. Look for career opportunities, which is a conversation between you and the employee to begin with, and then you can go find career opportunities for them. If you are the right size company where you're saying, I mean, I'm seeing this on, uh, there's so many job postings right now for HR managers, for HR specialists. I would say, yes, HR is very important. (laughs) Most all companies need an HR department of different shapes and sizes, but also start thinking about chief people and culture officers or whatever you want to call it, but people and culture This gets away from the traditional HR processes and procedures and gets more into the culture, I'm going to say touchy-feely area of care and nurturing and development of employees. So really start considering that if you do not have anybody in this role and, and definitely make sure you're just opening up conversations for people to find out how do I make you feel valued? Because the key is if people do not feel valued at work, they're going to leave. And they're already doing it. Yeah, we, we've talked about burnout a lot on this podcast and, and closely related to many of the things Tara just said is, you know, the, the things that the great article that I just read, we'll post it in the show notes. But if you if you don't give your employees rest, you know, that's one thing that's going to contribute to burnout agency. Give them, you know, give them some control. Let them let them kind of chart their own course. Give them a sense of purpose. And then lastly, number four is create a sense of community. So rest, agency, purpose, and community. That's going to bring you a long ways. It's going to help with burnout. And that's, I think, a big driver of why people are quitting right now. So think about doing those things for your, for your uh, people. Um, this is manageable. You guys can do this. This is, again, it's a once in a, in a hundred year thing. But we got this and we can get through this. And I would also, uh, again, I would emphasize that this is not, you know, if you're a, a stay-at-home mom, there's a lot here that we can learn from this as well. Or maybe a stay-at-home dad. I don't want to be sexist about that. So, when, you know, if you're, not, if you're not out in the working world, I think there's still plenty here that you can use as well. And know before we leave you today, also know that a lot of what we've said is not a strength for a lot of people, especially if you are a leader that is focused on the bottom line, which no judgment, but if you are, this typically is not going to be in your realm. The bottom line is it costs a lot of money to lose an employee and it costs a heck of a lot of money to employ another one. So in order to fix that bottom line problem, delegate. If you are not good in this world of care and one-on-ones and converse, difficult conversations and finding value in your employees, if that's not your realm, that's okay. Delegate it to someone that is good at it so at least it gets done. Or hire someone to do that work. Or hire a consultant. I mean, that's what Ron and I do. Hire someone or delegate to someone so that at least it's getting done. And that's all I leave you with. It has to be done or this number of 51% is just going to keep going up and up and up. And I will say, in one way, it's great for the job seekers. You guys own the market right now, and it's a heck of a time to go get a new job. So good luck. 
Yeah, and I would throw out there, you know, my things to leave you with, to reflect upon. I don't know if I'd call these prescriptions, but certainly I, I would like you to or encourage you to think about prioritizing your mental health. Make sure you're taking care of that. I once heard a Tim Ferriss podcast where he did a thought exercise where he said, if you had two years left to live in your life, what would you regret not doing at the end of those two years? And I like that that it's a time frame that's long enough to do something meaningful, but it's also not 10 years down the road. So it creates a sense of urgency of start living your life, all right? And so as as we come out of this pandemic, and if you're one of those people that wants to stay... I want to do something different. Maybe ask yourself, if I only had two years left, what would I regret not doing? I did this exercise right at the beginning of the of the pandemic, and I came up with, created a podcast, <laughs> uh, write a book, and try to run the Leadville 100 again. I've checked all those boxes almost. The Leadville 100 I had to pull out of, but I've, I've created a podcast. The, the book is almost done with a rough draft. So I, I would ask you to do the same. What are the things that you want to do? And then lastly, I would leave you with reimagine what success looks like to you and what does wealth look like. Uh, wealth can be a lot of things. It doesn't always have to be financial. And don't buy into anybody's definition of success except for yours and i think those things can help you with that that self-awareness and that reflection that we need right now of what's the next step for us is it quitting our job maybe that's the right answer maybe it's a new career but maybe not um but the only way you're going to get there is with self-awareness and reflection so i leave you with that and thank you for joining us once again make sure that you check out our show notes And we always appreciate you going to Apple Podcasts and rate us. That helps us get uh, great guests. And the more ratings uh, that we get, the more that we can pull in those those good guests. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell all your friends. If you didn't, let's just forget this happened and we'll try again next week. Until then... Join the revolution to forge metal and connect with us on social media.